you had us name the dog and then it killed the first character. And I was like, uh, yeah. Welcome to Every Edition, the tabletop RPG talk show that's not limited to just one game, rule set, or style of play. We cover the latest incarnation of the world's most popular role-playing game, the old-school renaissance, and everything in between and adjacent. While we don't agree on everything, we do agree that rolling dice and assuming the roles of characters in a fictional setting is the greatest hobby in the world. Well, welcome everybody to another special edition of Every Edition. Uh, this time we're doing a game recap. Mm. So Jesse and I uh, recently played uh, the Dungeon Crawl Classics module Blackout in Crater Valley. Which super fun. Super fun. Oh put gosh. out by uh, Terminal Games. Um, it's a third party uh, that made a 80s themed Dungeon Crawl Classics module taking full advantage of the zero level characters in the funnel mm. in order to uh, tell a story similar to a slasher movie. Yeah, very uh, slashers, very 80s. There's some Back to the Future vibes in there too. Oh, some definitely. Ghostbusters. Definitely, definitely, definitely. <laughs> yeah, uh, so we just want to uh, talk about our experience playing the module. Uh, you know, full disclosure, this is going to be spoilery. Oh gosh, yeah. Can't can't talk about it without talking about spoilers. So if you are planning to play Blackout in Crater Valley, uh, don't listen to this. <laughs> we appreciate uh, you, but uh, wait. <laughs> yeah, don't listen to this until you've finished playing it. And then if you want to come back and listen to it and compare your experience to ours, that'd mm. be a great way to listen to it. I also think, too, if you are a game master and you want to hear about Blackout in Crater Valley before you run it. Yes, this would be a great uh, great opportunity to hear, again, our experience and to kind of gear up and get ready for your experience uh, of Blackout. This was my first experience with the Level Zero funnel. Oh, awesome. Well, and I do, so let, let's just jump into it here. Mm. I think this is such a fantastic way to introduce uh, players to uh, Dungeon Crawl Classics to the Zero Level funnel to playing Zero Level characters. Um because it thematically fits. Yes. Um, your teenagers. Your teenagers, and most of you are going to die. It, it <laughs> uh, you know, it also it, it it was reminiscent of like Scream. Yeah, or yeah, yeah, Halloween, yeah. or you know, any of those any of those kind of movies where there's a big body count. Um, and what what if you're uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, what we have in front of you here. Uh, sorry for the visuals if you're listening on the podcast, but mm. we do have some character sheets that have a deceased stamp. Uh, stamped on the on the individual character sheets, and that was something that I uh, I like to use when I'm doing a zero level funnel. I think it increases the fun. It takes a little bit of the sting out. I think of yeah. having your 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 zero level character die to have that moment of uh, you know getting to stamp it. <laughs> puts things in the right in the right perspective this particular stamp i got you know from amazon it looks like it's probably used in a tax mm. uh office or something like that and i know there are uh some stamps on goodman games uh website uh put out by a third party i think it's the same people that do the the tournament of pigs mm. um box set that's on on kickstarter recently was on kickstarter that had fifth edition rules yes. right for using for zero edition. level zero level characters in the funnel the first thing that i noticed that was uh, a no-brainer that i hadn't even thought of was that all the character sheets are on one piece of paper yes 
You don't need four character sheets. I, I thought I was going to be turning pages. No, they're all in one one piece of paper. Super light. Yep. Easy to go, pick up and go. Yeah, and everybody um, everybody there was new to Dungeon Crawl Classics, uh, so had never played uh, the zero-level funnel and mm-hmm. zero-level characters before. And so there were a couple people that remarked and said, oh, there's so much less stuff on this character sheet and we did have one new person play they said this is less right and it's like yeah it's okay it's okay it actually is less because there's no skills it's just yeah. right um but it was interesting the sort of different perceptions of that and it it, it again i love using the deceased stamp because you start to fill up your sheet just like this one here that's on display right you start to fill up your sheet with uh with deceased characters we had two players at the end that had three of their four characters dead and you know if their fourth one dies they don't play anymore right so they gotta like really do what they can to protect that last player so you uh so the the basic adventure here is you are in the town of crater valley uh which is you know anywhere usa um (laughs) and uh you're in uh town square you know sure. th- think uh the 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 clock tower in back to the future <laughs> you're hanging out uh, in the in the town square and suddenly all the lights go out and you hear your friend julie who who never came to meet you uh on halloween night you hear your friend julie yell for help and uh you're compelled to go in the direction where the yelling is coming mm-hmm. from um everybody so, plays uh four teenagers everybody plays four teenagers uh different occupations right uh you know different <laughs> different teenagers do you remember what your who were your teenagers what my were my teenagers uh were uh, <laughs> drug dealers and oh, you uh, had the small time drug dealer yes. that's right <laughs> uh, computer nerd av club member um and they all have like you know different 80s themed yep. items like floppy disks and thigh masters and yeah <laughs> that was the, that was the aerobics instructor yeah right? yeah <laughs> you've got the you also had the uh what the video game champ no, just a computer nerd. Oh, a computer yeah. nerd. Oh, oh, there's a high, yeah, arcade high score champ. Yeah, and that guy had the the sack of quarters yes. that he could use like a like a blackjack. And right? we never went to the arcade. You never went to the arcade. Mm. No. So the, the the way the adventure works, it is uh, it is a sandbox. It's a, it's got a little bit of a railroad, right? In terms of like there are certain things that it would like you to do, mm-hmm. but you don't have to do those things. Like you can. It's a whole town to. Explore. It's a whole town to explore. And I had the I had the PDF, so I put the map. Uh, you know, I projected the map up on a big screen. Uh, and then I also had the paper copy of the map that I gave out to the players. And so it felt like as the as the game master for this, it felt like you guys felt like you had real ownership of where to go and what yeah, to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was definitely a different feeling um, asking everybody at the table, like, okay, well, we, we need a plan. Mm-hmm. Where do we want to go? What do we think is happening with the information we were, we were given? You know, at first we're like, okay, well, we hear Julie screaming, right? So obviously we go to Julie's house, right. see what's up. Julie's not there. We get a little bit of story information, yep, but not enough to discern where exactly on the map to go. I think that's the the most railroady part of the the module is going from Town Square to Julie's house, right? Where you yeah, you kind of you kind of have to do that. <laughs> Right? can't just ignore it you can't just ignore that because it does have all you know you find then julie's father's journal yeah right yep, yep. uh and you realize that julie is gone and and you know that you're, you realize oh I'm, you're going to try to save her we got to collect things by the collect. end of it yeah uh, but yeah. we're not sure exactly where these things are and uh actually the first player death was on the way to julie's house oh that's right they, yeah. they were walking their dog and their dog goes insane because weird stuff's happening in crater yep. valley 
and they got bit, but they took like four points of damage, and their character only has two HP, so yep. <laughs> they died. It was uh, uh, the one of the awesome things about that first character death was it was such a surprise. It yeah. set the tone perfectly, and I, you know, I wish uh, I wish I was this intentional, but it was pointed out to me that I asked. Um, I asked the player, you know, I knew that the dog was about to bite the player. Sure, sure. And I knew that the player, the, the first character death was about to happen. <laughs> and I said, uh, I said, oh, you know, you have your dog with you. Um, what's your dog's name? Oh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And I said, oh, it's the name, the name of the dog is Bernadette. And I was yeah. like, that's great. So, uh, you know, you're going to, what are you doing? Like, oh, I'm going to try to give Bernadette a dog treat. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> absolutely you should try to give bernadette a dog treat and then boom right like uh bites <laughs> right her. after we named it yeah so yeah somebody remarked you had us name the dog and then it killed the first character and i was like uh yeah and then we subsequently uh, killed uh, i don't know did we run away from it i think we killed it i i think you guys killed it so yeah. i i added the thing uh i made it so that the dogs were sort of like mushy yeah right so like if you hit it with a sack of quarters it was like hitting like pudding, you know, like, <laughs> like I did that kind of splatter thing. Um, and I thought that was that was too good effect. Like it, it made you guys think like, oh, I can take this thing out with a with a, you know, with a thigh master. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. Or I can't I can't improvise a weapon and it'll actually hurt these arcs because they were terrifying. They would kill you. But just that added. Uh, and I and I improvised that. I was just mm-hmm. like, uh, they're kind of squishy. Sure. Like when you hit when you hit it and you kill it because they didn't have a lot of hit points. But when you hit it and you kill it, its head kind of explodes with green <laughs> with green goo. Green pus and goo. Um, that helped you. I think that helped you guys as players feel like you know what I I I can I can try to take on these dogs. I'll, probably more of us will die, but we also can yeah. end the encounter successfully. It also sort of set the tone for mm-hmm. everything from a player's perspective. Like. It, almost immediately afterward we started being very specific and very careful about where our people were <laughs> and what they were doing yep, yep. <laughs> and like actually paying attention like i mean we were paying attention before but you know sure the stakes were raised no and wh- one of the things i like about the zero level funnel in general and, and and some of the advice that i've gotten in running the uh running zero level characters and zero level funnels is that uh it's kind of it's kind of funny but your characters haven't earned the right to be minis yet so <laughs> sure, all, yeah. So it's it's very theater of the mind, right? Because you've got like sixteen to twenty characters, right? That's a lot for that's, one board. Yeah, that's a lot to kind of like <laughs> kind of. So it's better to do it. I, I would highly recommend. It was recommended to me, uh, and I've only done theater of the mind when I do uh, zero level, uh, zero level characters. And it's a bit levels. hectic, and I think that leads to a lot of chaos, but also mm-hmm. a lot of improvisation yeah which is is really good it also allowed me and i, and I think this is one of the behind the scenes thing and I, you can tell me how this went mm. um i randomized then a lot of the attacks right so like i would roll a, I had five players and i would roll a d5 sure. to see who's getting attacked uh and then, you know, if you had four characters, I'd roll a D4 to see which one of your characters yeah. was getting attacked. As long as you were in the same room. Like, if you specifically said, I'm not in the room, well, then you're not a, you're not a potential target. Yeah. But because it was totally theater of the mind, that was a way to kind of randomize. And if you really wanted to protect a character, they needed to stay out of the room. Mm-hmm. And so that, that definitely happened in the game, too, where we had a player that really liked one of their characters. And that character was kind of like, you know, not 
not not going into that room with, <laughs> so with, they didn't get attacked with the priest right and yeah. Not, and so, <laughs> yeah yeah uh and and that that you know it's a, that's a, a way to play because you are doing some resource management yeah it, it definitely cut down on time trying to figure out and, and like brain power trying to figure out okay well here's the bad guy and here's six people directly around him right. like uh, okay you give a little bit of leeway it also adds, you know, randomness is fun. Yeah. So, oh, am I going to get attacked? Is my character going to die? Yeah. Oh, and then you breathe a sigh of relief when somebody else's character dies. But yeah. also that's bad for the party. <laughs> so part of the plot of uh, Blackout and Crater Valley is that you are collecting artifacts, hmm. uh, the, these these tokens of power sorts of things. There's a, there's a shroud. There's a baseball bat. There's a cross. Me. There's a cross. There's a book. So all these different uh, all these different things that are imbued with power and when you touch them you become a second level uh character uh you know character class from hmm. uh from dungeon crawl classics so you know if you when you touch the i think it was the the shroud you became a thief yeah right and when you uh when you touch the baseball bat it you know it, it fused to your your hand and you became a fighter yep. and so that was one of the things i tried on social media to talk about how i thought this was really great for introducing people to the core game of dungeon crawl classics because it does have a little hint of some of the powers uh or some of the abilities that you have when you actually go beyond zero level mm -hmm. um and so uh you know that was that was fun and, and the way it worked out in our game there were five players and each player ended up becoming a uh had one of their zero level characters become a second level like a class class mm -hmm. right a cleric and there were thief. two fighters but the fighters were very distinct fighters were very different yep so do you remember what the what the what the different fighters had the one um the one that you were playing mm -hmm. what was your what was your power so i had the um i forget the specific mighty name. deeds mighty deeds right. so i could say hey, I'm going to make a mighty deed attack. Yep. Describe what was happening, what I wanted to happen. And then I would roll a d20 for attack, but also roll a d3. Uh, yeah, d3. Mm -hmm. yep. um, and uh, the d20 said whether or not my attack hit or not. Mm -hmm. or hit. Um, and the d3, if I got a three on that die, would say is if that's a success or a failure right. on the mighty deed. And then each mighty deed, if you pick because there's a whole book of mighty deeds. Yep. Um, and I think they're all in the core book too. Yeah, there's, um, there's, there's suggestions in the core book and then there's a supplemental book put out by um, hey, the Purple Sorcerer or, or one of those one of those sure, groups sure, sure. that's got a collection of mighty deeds. And the way I was going about it, in the very back of that, that supplement, there were mighty deeds that were suggested based on the type of weapon you had. Mm -hmm. So I had a bat, so I was going with like a club. Yeah. And I was sticking to mighty deeds relative to a club yep. and there's a there's a table that you can roll on once you know that your mighty deed is a success um that determines the the quality of that success mm -hmm. is it a, a negative to you is it a super positive is it a super deed or super mighty deed yep. um and anywhere in between um it so makes it more fun and interesting when you get when you get to level one and two in dungeon crawl classics it makes it much more interesting to play a fighter yeah because you are able to describe you know conan style like yeah, what, yeah. you know what it is you're going to do and it and it just it, it it's not then just like oh, I, well, I swing my sword yeah you know it's it's it, it gives you a little bit more um 
a little bit more excitement and to, planning. Yeah, and a little bit of planning. I, I wanted to plan like uh, yeah. the, with the terrain around. Sure. You know. Yeah, because the mighty deeds are great for taking advantage of terrain mm-hmm. or taking advantage of like improvised weapons or any of that kind of stuff. Yep. Or like, you know, you're, if you're playing regular D and D, you're never in your you're in a bar fight. You're probably not going to pick up that tankard <laughs> and smash it over somebody's head because you're min maxing and, yeah, and yeah. you're thinking, well, that's only going to do a D four, and I can do a D eight with my sword, but that's no fun. Yeah, like, you yeah, want to you pick want up the that. tanker. Yeah. So, you know, the, the fighter can do that with the, with the Mighty Deeds. It's great. Um, so I used uh, uh, Goodman Games put uh, has these patches that have the different classes. It was really sweet to get those. And so I used them uh, when they when they touched one of the uh, relics of power. Um, I, th- I threw them, a, uh, you know, I threw, I described what happened to them and then I handed them a patch or threw them a patch so that they knew that they were this particular class. Mm-hmm. So like the, the, the Bible, uh, made you a wizard and the wizard had a couple, had a couple spells, couple spells. that they could cast and the cross made you a cleric and the shroud made you a thief and the bat made you a fighter. It was a cool, I, I loved how, uh, how they did that. And there was a cost to using the power. Yes. Right. So. And it was a it was a uh, this game only you know blackout and crater valley only sort of specific uh, type of um, like mechanic mechanic mm-hmm. right but you um, you would lose personality points and if you l- would lose all your personality points which this didn't happen but if you got down to zero personality points uh, the bad guys took control of you yeah 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 so you it really couldn't use the power unlimitedly the other thing too is you couldn't equip more than one of these relics mm-hmm. of power which was also really good because we had one player who who <laughs> thought like man this was great i'm gonna get i want to get the next one too and like turns uh, out thankfully they they i don't know if they anticipated that in the book <laughs> or whatever but literally it said like you can only equip one uh you can only equip one to your character so when he tried to take the second one it didn't it didn't do anything for him. And as a player, not knowing about the personality, you know, sub- subtraction mechanic, mm-hmm. I'm glad I gave it to Alf, um, and not uh, and not Ferris. My Who was arcade Alf? Guy. Alf was the uh, small time drug dealer. Oh, good. He yes. got the bat. There you go. <laughs> but Ferris had a four personality. Oh. So if you get minus four, easy enough. Then Which you, I'm sure you used the bat four yeah, times. Yeah, so I used it would, at least four times. Yeah, that but Alf had, uh, starting at 12, so okay. he had a little bit more leeway. Um, but yeah, I, I guess the way you roll your stats, you know, comes in randomly, and yeah. whoever gets that item comes in randomly, too. And sure. That's, uh, there's ups and downs there. So you guys, uh, you successfully got all the, uh, all the, the different relics of, mm-hmm. of power, all the different items. Uh, and you made your way eventually to um, to uh, Novak Manor. Novak Manor. That's right. You did stop in to see the professor, and it was yes. it was very like Doc Brown. Yes, <laughs> which was cool. Um, and uh, and you got the you got the taser, mm-hmm. which um, I made that a, I made that a one shot item. Sure. And I made it more powerful. Okay. Um, so I had it take out one of the. Uh, you know, a one and done taking out one of the three, uh, you know, henchmen. Yeah. So every time you would that. get uh, one of the powers uh, or powerful items, there was a bad guy who had it first that you had to kill to get it. Yep. And then at the end, all three of those uh, henchmen are back in kind of like a ghostly form. But mm-hmm. I had the prof- I had the professor's taser uh, be a one shot item that would basically poof 
poof out mm-hmm. one of those specters. Um, and that definitely helped. But then it also it broke broke the yeah, yeah fizzled out the the the, the ghost taser. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought that was that was a nice addition. I thought too to this. I, I upped the power a little bit, but then I also made it one shot. Yeah. Um, and that felt I thought that felt good too. Mm-hmm. It was good. Um, so it was also like a oh crap, like I thought this was going to go farther. Yeah. Yeah, Oops. It, it worked really well and now it's gone yeah <laughs> yeah so i can't re- can't rely on it we also played it as a one shot yep um so we played it in i don't know three three and a half hours something like that yep so we we definitely expedited the game yep uh, i definitely wanted to explore a little bit more of the town so i think you know it leads itself well to a one shot mm-hmm. but i think it could also be good as like a maybe two or three times if you really take your time um maybe over the course of six hours ish um yeah i actually cut when we so when we got to novak manor i had you guys basically go right to the library yeah there's a whole foyer encounter that i just skipped oh was that with the bear rug the bear rug and the and actually the like clock oh uh, was it, was in the library was yeah. a thing too with like ten, like tentacles and stuff. nice 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 um so we didn't so if you're pressed for time uh, like like we were because we, you know it's getting it was getting late mm-hmm. and we'd already been been at it for like three and a half hours and people were you know it was, it was getting tired. I was like it was like one o'clock when <laughs> after we were, a day of working yeah. yeah after a day of working <laughs> it was already like one o'clock so I skipped the 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 lobby the foyer um, there's also a little bit of um, like player ingenuity hmm. because uh, you know you're you're in this town of you know, there's a blackout happening. There's people on the streets being eaten by zombies mm-hmm. and dogs roaming around attacking people. So their cars are just left there on the road. Or mm. in, in Doc Brown's case, mm-hmm. the professor's case, we mm-hmm. uh, we just hijacked his van. I made that up too. <laughs> <laughs> so we, you know, it, it expedited oh. us going from one end of the town to the other. Yeah. Because we had a vehicle. There was a. There wasn't much about vehicles in there. I I uh, I again ad libbed most of that, sure. and I was thinking. Uh, it was a way to speed things up a little bit because I didn't have then you guys roll uh, random encounters when you were in a vehicle. Sure. Um, but I did have you see stuff from yeah, the vehicle, yeah, yeah. right? So like you're driving by and you can see dogs mauling somebody or you can see uh, the police are, are up to something down the street or you can see zombies moving towards Novak Upping Manor. the stakes to uh, get it done. Yep. But it was a... Um, I did. I used vehicles and then skipped a couple random encounter rolls because you guys were in a vehicle, mm-hmm. uh, and so that was that was also a way to to again be mindful of the time and, yeah. and try to keep it under four hours. Um, but it could be, uh, you know, you could do you can. I mean, we did it in four hours. It was satisfying. I thought. Yeah, it was really, really fun. But if you had six, you could do more exploration. You could you know not skip stuff, not skip random encounters. Um, not skip the 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 first part of Novak Manor, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I want to get um, I want to get Blackout of Crater Valley and run it myself. Yeah, um, just because I think I think it's really really high replayability because no. I don't think every group or you you may not want to let your players get to every building. Right. Um, so there is things that they miss out on. Yeah. So at least as a as a dungeon master or a game master there's uh there's room for replayability absolutely and uh, there's definitely things like like we're, we're different dms mm-hmm. we, we dm differently and i think everybody dms their own their own way so it's definitely different things that i want to uh uh have players experience sure um 
So what are you what are you thinking of? Like, well, what might you have so done I, differently, or what? This was the first time. So full disclosure, this was the first time that I game mastered for Jesse. Yes, yes. Uh, Jesse's usually the the game master for for our group, um, but uh, this was a one shot, and I I really excited to introduce uh, new people to, to Dungeon Crawl Classics. So there was a little bit of a. I sat down at the table and I didn't have my DM screen in front of me and I'm like, oh my God, where's my security blanket? Like, <laughs> I have to roll in front of you? What do you mean? <laughs> um, so yeah, I I really enjoyed it. I, I thought it was super fun. Mm-hmm. I, I loved all the mechanics of it. I loved all the different dice. Mm-hmm. Um, being able to play with dice that aren't just the typical seven is yeah. really fun. Um, going through it, I definitely will in the future play up that sort of slasher mm-hmm. uh, because because I didn't grow up in the 80s. Mm-hmm. I don't have that sort of nostalgia. Mm-hmm. I only know it via uh, you know friends and family that did mm-hmm. and movies and stuff like that. So sure. I think I can play that up a bit. But I wanna I maybe want to turn it into a, a more of a horror. Like maybe set it during Halloween. Everybody's out trick or treating. Yep, yep. You hear this scream happen. Um, make the uh the bad guys into more sort of slasher bad guys rather mm-hmm. than just like uh horror or uh, oh you could spooky stuff that's a good thought you could kind of uh almost like freddy krueger up one of yeah. the one of the one of the keepers of the relics you could you could do something where they're a little bit more um uh a little less vanilla I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 a little bit more a little bit more of like a uh, uh, they were mini bosses, but mm. they 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 were they were kind of um, they could they could have uh, they could have you could you could do a lot I think by making them more distinct. Sure, sure, uh, sure, sure. That they probably definitely felt like you know when you got to your third one, you were like, "Yep, this is the this is the guy. <laughs> Give me the thing. Come on, he's got the thing, and I have to kill him, and it's going to be hard." So, which I think, like, I will definitely run it in a situation where it takes place over the course of multiple sessions. Oh, okay. And I think playing up this, uh, you're turning it from a one shot into a mini adventure almost. Um, playing up with the, each of the mini bosses ending a game session. Probably. Sort of yeah. Give a little bit more time. Maybe, like, if they do find a vehicle or whatever, figure mm-hmm. out a way to disable the vehicle. Yeah. Um, so they're forced to, into random encounters. That also, like, at the end of the game, I had three out of my four characters um there were two people who only had one character left Mm -hmm. uh i think myself and one other person had three characters left so i really i thinking about it i want the players that i'm going to be playing through it and if you're listening um forget this uh uh, I, i want them to go into the the last battle already sweating Mm -hmm. already exhausted Mm -hmm. but they have the relics and if they beat the bad guy, there's that extra bit of we did it, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I I can't recommend it enough. Like Blackout and Creative, it was, was fantastic. It was great. It was really great. It was fantastic. Um, it's worth noting. I did, and I shared this on our our, our, our socials. Uh, I did use laser disc covers as a game master <laughs> screen, so I had Ferris Bueller's Day Off uh, on laser disc and Stand by Me and Teen Wolf. Yeah, Teen Wolf. There was a Teen Wolf uh, joke somewhere in there. Yeah. Yeah. The, other, the other one that you can't see from the picture is uh, I had Die Hard on the other one because oh, nice. I was thinking, oh, you're all going to die. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, Merry Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> so We had uh, we had Tony Danza on our team. That was nice. No, you did. Yeah. Oh, and uh, who was um, 
Oh, the cat of nine tails. Uh, what's oh, her name? Um, oh, Cindy Crawford. Yes, yeah, Cindy Crawford. Yeah, Cindy, Cindy Crawford was in the group. You had, you had a Biff. You had a Marty. Yep. You had a George. Right. All. Uh, yeah. The names were definitely uh, oh, Alf. Alf. Right. Uh, you know, uh, Cameron and Ferris. Yeah. Uh, everybody got everybody got into the eighties. Eighties uh, names. I also yeah. had. Uh, the background, right? I just put on a, a playlist of '80s music. Oh, that was fantastic! And uh, I think that helped keep everybody energized, you know. Oh yeah. Throughout the thing, and it helped helped set mood and tone. Um, <laughs> you know, it was this was this was a uh, this was a very lighthearted. Oh yeah, oh, uh, yeah. game. It, it's definitely you know. not meant to be a serious adventure. Right. You know, it's it's an '80s themed. You know, it could be a B movie. Probably. exactly yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah so the jokes were flying a plenty yeah all right well uh so this was a uh special edition of every edition we were doing a recap of a, a recent playthrough that we did of blackout in crater valley uh which is put out by terminal games you can get it through the goodman games website mm. uh it is a zero level module for the Dungeon Crawl Classics uh, role-playing game, and it's set in the 1980s, and you play teenagers who are mostly going to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's great. So, uh, I'm John. I'm Jesse. And take a look at our uh, uh, everyeditionrpg.com to find links to all of our socials. Uh, we're trying to hit 100 subscribers uh, on YouTube. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. So, please uh, With your help. like and subscribe, and uh, we'll see you soon. Thanks for watching. Bye-bye. Contact us by emailing everyeditionrpg at gmail.com and we may feature you in a future episode. Special thanks to Elcars for providing all the music you hear on this show. Check out the Elcars album Bad Ends to hear all the songs featured in their entirety. Thanks for listening and remember, it's not the edition you play, it's how you roll the dice.